Hi, this is Women Who Travel, a podcast from Condé Nast Traveller. I am Lale Arakoglu, and with me is my co-host, as always, Meredith Carey. Hello. And today we're wrapping up 2018 by looking inwards and thinking about <laughs> our travel and resolutions. Sounds so melodramatic. <laughs> and reflecting on whether our 2018 resolutions actually happened. With us today is Megan Sparella, community editor. Hello. Karina Quinn, our senior editor for City Guides. Hello. And Bridget Hallinan, our editorial assistant and almost a podcast regular. Well, you're in the room a lot. <laughs> I am in the room a lot. Behind the scenes and on the mic. Hello, friends. Glad to be here. It's also Bridget's birthday today. Woohoo! Yay. Go, Bridget. We got her a burger with a palm tree stuck in it. It was really good. And yeah, as I said, today is all about talking about our resolutions for 2019. 2018, bit of a rough one. <laughs> <laughs> Just a bit. But why don't we start with Megan? Because I feel like you traveled a lot this year. She did. Um, mm-hmm. Zipped around. So what was your resolution last year and did it work out? Ooh, okay. Last year, my resolution was definitely to travel more, but to take advantage of like flight deals or kind of just having an urge to go somewhere and actually acting on it because, you know, I love to talk, but I wanted a little more follow through. And I think I did it. I feel like I just kept like every trip I did last year was booked like no more than a month out. I wanted to do more of that. I did a lot of that. I did too much of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, where did you go? Um, Okay, where did I go? And how far ahead did you book? (laughs) Let's see. Well, in, let's see, I did, my big trip was going to Russia for the World Cup. Booked that like two or three months in advance, which is not a lot for a giant event that people are flying from all all over the world for and to a country that requires a very complicated visa. (laughs) So everyone in the office heard about that ad nauseum. Um, I did that. I got really amped up about Puerto Rico and supporting the island after the hurricane. So I convinced my whole family to do that for the 4th of July. Booked that one about a month out. <laughs> you went to Mexico, right? On like a, on a total whim. When did I go? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I went to Mexico City. <laughs> See, I don't even remember because I booked that one like three days before. Was, um, I'm starting to think, was this good that you did it like this? <laughs> like I don't even remember when I went. Someone once told me that when you book a trip, half of the like satisfaction you get from it is from the anticipation of going. Mm-hmm. And I've repeated that a million times of people. I've never fact-checked it. I don't know if it's true, but some studies at one point said that. Um, and I think I learned that it's really fun to go somewhere spontaneously, but it is probably also, like, really, it's really rewarding when you plan and you can get excited. So and do a little take. more of the of planning, the planning. <laughs> less of the frazzled, like, I guess we're going to Mexico tomorrow. People heard a lot of that around here. <laughs> what did you like about it, though? Like, it just feels amazing. When, when I booked that trip to Mexico City, out of nowhere. It felt really amazing that I could just do it. I could figure out the logistics and then suddenly be in Mexico less than a week after I had this idea. And it, well, the whole time I was there, I kept feeling like I had to pinch myself. Like I couldn't believe I was in Mexico. And that felt really exciting. And I think like new lower cost flights were really empowering for that. Like I was like, I can go anywhere. The world literally is my oyster. Flights are affordable. I don't know. It, w- it just felt really exciting, but it also was like exhausting in a whirlwind and I know those were only three trips but I definitely did more (laughs) did you feel like you managed to cram in everything that you would have wanted to do if you'd planned further in advance or do you think that you missed out on things yes if I had planned more I probably would have like in in Russia actually I had that experience when I was leaving people were telling me about like this special place it's 
you know, a couple of hours outside St. Petersburg and I had to go there and there was this fish I had to try. And actually, oh, the fish wasn't in season then and all these things that like I kind of wish I had told when I was planning the trip so I could have somehow factored them in because mm -hmm. they sounded really cool. And I was like, oh, next time I'm in St. Petersburg, when? Like, you know, it's <laughs> like, oh, OK, I guess I missed that. Um, so I think like Mexico City was somewhere I'd already been and I could kind of roll with it. But I definitely you do miss some things. You also have other exciting things happen because you stay places you don't plan on. And that's fun. But like what? <laughs> In Mexico City, we because we booked last minute, all the Airbnbs that we wanted in like Roma Norte and areas were all booked up. Um, I mean, we literally did this 48 hours before. And we ended up staying in Juarez, which is near Roma Norte. But it kind of feels a little more honest Mexico City than Roma Norte does now. And it was a really cool experience. I felt like we ate street food that no one else was eating. I didn't see a lot of other foreigners there. And we like met a lot of locals, like neighbors of the Airbnb we were staying in. And that was really cool. And I wouldn't have had that experience in Roma Norte. And I don't think I would have stayed there if I had the option of Roma Norte. You can hear more of Megan's tips about last minute planning in a podcast that we did a couple weeks slash a couple months ago. It was a few months ago. Um, well, now I'm wondering if I'm not a good example <laughs> I just go. <laughs> she doesn't even know where she is now. <laughs> uh, Karina, what was your 2018 travel resolution? Yes. So mine was to at least once a year go to a place I'd never been before. And that was inspired by the fact that I tend to be a creature of habit. My family and I like take the same beach trip together every year. I have friends in certain places that I like to go back to a lot. So this way... I force myself to see something new, feel like I'm still exploring the world, and then after that, every other trip is gravy, and it's manageable. So I'm really happy because I bookended the year really well. I went to India, which I'd never been to, and that had been on my bucket list for probably 15 years. <laughs> um, and then at the end of the year, I got a last-minute opportunity to go to Istanbul and see Turkey for the first time. So I had a twofer. I'm feeling good about myself <laughs> at the end of Exceeded December. Exceeded expectations exactly. is the grade that you give yourself. This, I mean, I really, I really like the satisfaction of checking that off the list, but it was a goal, again, like I said. I found it manageable, but then also exciting. Where did you stop in India? You went to a bunch of different places. We did. So because it had been in my mind percolating for so long, I wasn't going to miss the opportunity. So I, I did what I called the grand tour of India. Um, I just didn't sleep for a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and I flew into Delhi. I went down to Agra and saw the Taj Mahal. I went from there to Gurgaon, from there to Jaipur, which was amazing, down to Mumbai to see friends that live there and then ended in Hyderabad which is the new and upcoming they call it like Hyderabad because all of the tech companies are coming there and it's like a, it's it's got like a very traditional old city and then a very rapidly growing new city for young people so it was a real contrast I think when you're planning these bucket list trips I always get a small ounce of fear that's like, oh, is it really going to live up to like everything that I want it to be? Do you feel like your trips this year that you were like, I'm going to this new place. I have these like already preconceived like excitement yeah. that's based on things that like may or may not happen. <laughs> right. How did that play out when you were on your trips? It's really funny. I get asked about this about both destinations, both India and Turkey a lot. And both delivered just because in my mind, like there was so much I wanted to see. Like I love the food. I love the architecture. And just being in such a very different place from my day to day is always sort of like the big oyster I'm going after. And they really they really lived that out. And yet at the, <laughs> at the same time, I'm probably most commonly asked by people like how exotic or different they were. And I think that 
I don't know how to put this, but like I never felt like a fish out of water. Like I certainly felt like there were times where like I stood out or was confused or turned around, right? Like any new place or like place where you don't speak the language. Like neighborhood do. in New York where you're like, oh no, this right. is new. You're like <laughs> I don't understand these cross streets. Um, you know, like I was, I don't speak the languages in either of those countries by and large, but a lot of people spoke English. You know, I felt like I want, I wished I had a, you know, like you always want to come in and feel a little more natural and like you can immerse yourself really quickly. And they're both very big places with a lot of activity, but at the same time, the people are so warm and friendly. And so I think that's always a big thing. Like if you're in a country that's known for its hospitality and like how welcoming people tend to be, like, I don't know, it kind of took care of itself. So I didn't like, yeah, I didn't feel like otherworldly about either destination, but I felt really like, God, what a cool, cool place that I'm in right now. Cause it has all of these things that appeal to me. Well, also, I mean, everywhere you went, yes, they're starkly different from New York, but they're also modern 21st century cities. Right. So they also all have Apple stores and Starbucks and all those <laughs> things that you recognize wherever you are in the world. Like, yeah, I always feel that question is just very, I've ranted about this before, yeah, a long no, time before. I, I didn't know how to put it delicately because I was like, I have feels about this ask that. I mean, people genuinely ask that question, which is like, oh, how like exotic is it? And yeah. just like, like, was it just crazy? And you're yeah. like, it, it's and they're very choice about the countries that they ask that mm. question about. Yeah. Right. It, it's funny too because I like in India, people kept asking me about traffic, and <laughs> it is. It's like um, their traffic. They don't follow like. You know, there's so many cars, especially you see it a lot in Bombay. There's so many cars trying to get through that, like, people don't pay attention to the lines. They just kind of, like, fit. And then, like, everyone kind of negotiates the space and eventually everyone gets through. So I heard from a lot of people who are like, oh, my God, you're going to have a heart attack. And I'm like, no, I, I have a heart attack in, like, New York cabs where they're, like, hitting the pedals so hard that I'm, like, getting whiplash at every stop sign. I'm, like, sign. driving over the corner of the curb, but even like, if there's a person there. The <laughs> second you, like, look around you and pay attention and notice, like, oh, everyone's, like, making way for each other and no one's crashing into each other because they're all going the exact same speed limit. No one's trying to bypass each other. Like very quickly you're like, oh, that's how the rules of the road work here. Like you can kind of suss out some of these differences pretty quickly if you pay attention. Like the rules are just different. Yeah. Bridget, with with that noise, (laughs) (laughs) Um, what was your travel resolution for 2018? So I had two and I fulfilled one of them. The first was to visit a new continent, which I unfortunately did not do. I've only ever been to Europe and then I was like half in Asia for a day when I was in Istanbul and like went to both sides of the city. It's a good way to (laughs) to (laughs) cheat. To say say that I'd been to Asia. Um, But I did also want to do a road trip for the first time and I did do that this summer with my parents. We actually drove around Croatia and Slovenia. It was the first time that we'd ever like done like an extended drive, nonetheless like in a foreign country, two foreign countries. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. I mean, sometimes we were driving for like five hours at a time, wow. but, but it was actually pretty wow. easy. And not- I just love this Northeasterner who's like, Oh, five hours so long and I'm like I can't even get out of the state of Texas <laughs> yeah. in five hours it's yeah. true it only takes like four hours to get from one end of New Jersey to another <laughs> <There you go. laughs> this is a fact <laughs> but I mean it like it was so wonderful I mean there were times where yeah like we were very tired and like wanted to not be on the road mm-hmm. constantly all the time but like the views out of the car alone made it so worth it like all of the mountains rolling by the mm-hmm. sea sparkling like far away in the distance all of, there were like a lot of very colorful buildings in both countries and like red tiled roofs 
And it was amazing. Like I have so many photos left on my phone and like driving videos that I just refuse to delete. Well, and you guys got to see parts of the country that were related to your like family heritage that you probably wouldn't have been able to see otherwise, right? Oh yeah, definitely. There's this place kind of close to the Sylvanian border called Koshaway. Hope I pronounced that right. Sorry, ancestors. <laughs> <laughs> um, where my dad's side of the family is from, and it's so 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 tiny, like this tiny little city. And we're actually like from technically from a village outside it that isn't there anymore. And I think the population when it was still going was like a hundred. Wow. So super, super small, but like, oh my God, it was beautiful. We went there on like kind of a rainy day. There was like mist rolling down the mountains. We went into the church where my great grandparents would have probably gone and worshiped. And it was like all these like shimmering red and gold tiles everywhere. It was amazing. Do you feel bad at all that you didn't get to do your first resolution? Or are you just moving that on to 2019? I'm definitely... there's still time, okay? You can still go. So, 10 days left? Yeah. Yeah, no Megan can give you tips for how to do this last minute. I'll just drop off the face of the earth. Bye, guys, done. In Megan time. Find a flight deal and you can do it. I mean, I'm definitely going to migrate that to 2019 for sure. I really want to like go to Cartagena in um, South America, in Colombia. That's definitely on my list. So that would check something off for me. I want to go to Tokyo or Osaka. So that would like help me get more into Asia (laughs) for more than like five hours. (laughs) And I've heard great things about the food in both places, which you all know is very important to me. Amazing. Well, co-host, mm-hmm. Molly, mm-hmm. what was your resolution for 2019? Um, my resolution was actually to go further into Asia beyond the Asian side of Istanbul. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I did it. I went to Japan, which I've talked about a lot on this podcast and written a lot about. So I will not bore everyone with the details <laughs> again. But it was incredibly satisfying to tick that off. And it was a good meaty two-week trip where I got to see a lot of the country, but also... A lot of the country that I hadn't initially planned to see and hadn't envisioned to see on my first trip to Japan, you know, I thought I would spend a lot of time in Tokyo, do Osaka, do a good chunk in Kyoto and really see the cities. And I ended up spending almost my entire time in rural Japan and on the coast, which was such an amazing way to see it and a way that I don't think many people still go see Japan. I hiked the Kamano Kodo, which is this network of ancient pilgrimage trails um, a few hours south of Osaka. And you will walk along those trails for hours without running into another person. And then when you do, they're usually Japanese or European hikers or Australians, who I feel like are the canary in the coal mine for when someone's going <laughs> to um, suddenly get a lot busier. Um, but I didn't really didn't really see many Americans. There was one woman I ran into who was around the same age as me. She was in her late 20s and she was a NASA scientist and she was training to be an astronaut and she had had to go to Tokyo for work for like, I don't know, astronaut business (laughs) and um, had tacked this hike on for herself. So she was hiking the trail solo for 10 days and I just like spent one evening getting drunk with her in the bar of this ryokan in the mountains but those were the sorts of experiences you had and the people you would run into at these little inns that dot the trail and it was really magical it was one and it was one of the more different travel experiences I've had in my life and I feel like that probably fulfilled a unsaid resolution I definitely went out of my wheelhouse nice 
Meredith. I was like, does anyone want to ask? Tell us about your resolution. (laughs) We just wanted to make you pause awkwardly. Um, So my resolution for this year was to take more long weekends. I didn't take my own advice in 2017 to use all my vacation days. So this year I was like, I'm going to use everything up. And so I'm going to take, you know, random Mondays or Fridays here and there. And I did it. I took four long weekends this year. Very proud. Um, and one of them was actually a staycation long weekend in New York, but I'm going to count it. So I took staycations. I took Mondays and Fridays off. And then I uh, extended a work trip, did a bleisure, which is like the worst word on the planet, uh, trip and extended a work trip in San Francisco so that I could see some friends and family. I went and saw my brother in Denver over a long weekend. I went to Montreal, all places that I found flight deals to and was able to sneak in a trip to a place that I had been before um, and had done all the basic touristy things and just wanted to like spend time with the people that were there and eat a lot. And so three days worked out perfectly for all of those. Did that feel like a different kind of travel experience for you? I always love sort of analyzing that. Um, It wasn't, it wasn't. Like I specifically, with the exception of Montreal, which I went to go see a friend who lives there. It was my first time in Montreal and... I did like a few things on my own, but I was mostly just there to hang out with her and like go and meet her friends and um, shout out to Kat. But I think that because I was trying to just like be super chill and like not plan as much of the actual trip other than just planning the fact that I was going, it made it inherently much different because I usually am like a super like plan at least 50% wing the rest. But Mm -hmm. like I at least have like restaurants and museums and a big Google map of all my pins before I go and I didn't do that for these trips because I thought it'll be too short I can just wing the whole thing it's never going to turn out poorly because I'm here to hang out with people that I genuinely like and so it'll be fine I love it yeah Mm -hmm. 2019 though I feel like you can read a bunch of other traveler editors travel resolutions on our website but I feel like everyone in this room has some pretty good ones that are mostly achievable and I think far-ranging yes Mm -hmm. Lolly do you want to start and kick off with your resolution for 2019 yes Uh, mine sounds a bit sort of self-righteous really (laughs) Um, so I don't know about everyone else but um, I was really horrified by the effects of climate change this year and quite how terrifying it was there were fires there were hurricanes there were Big waves. Every, it was, <laughs> there were big waves. <laughs> just there was plastic everywhere. Plastic lot. everywhere. There was that fantastic National Geographic oh, yeah. story with amazing, terrifying visuals. Um, we've run a bunch of stories online about actually really primarily the ways that women are doing things to reduce the levels of plastic in the oceans and studying the effects that it has on our bodies and our communities. So in 2019... I'm going to try and be a bit more of a sustainable traveler. Mm. I'm not going to stop flying. Um, it's, I'm a travel editor. It is basically <laughs> impossible unless I to take off like three months at a time. And um, also someone who's living abroad. Yeah, like I need to go <laughs> see my parents. But there are ways in which you can reduce your carbon footprint when you're traveling. And Catherine LeGrave had a really useful story about it that she wrote last year about how to reduce your carbon footprint as a traveler. And so a couple of things I'm going to do is, um, which I think is just a good life lesson anyway, is to pack lightly. The heavier your bags, the more of a carbon footprint you have personally on the mm. plane because mm. it makes the plane heavier and then more fuel has to be used up. 
and I've been really trying to reduce things down to the size of a carry-on anyway so this will just hone my craft <laughs> um I'm also going to try and like research my hotels a little bit more carefully, mm. look into the ways that they're trying to be more sustainable in like the community that they're in. You know, one thing I noticed when I was in Costa Rica earlier this year was that all the hotels I stayed in and the bars I went to all had paper straws. And I think it's partly because Costa Rica is like super, super, super on top of things when it comes to protecting the environment. Mm -hmm primarily because they are by the ocean and they are going to be far more affected by it. You can also think about things like um, carbon offsets. You can look into tour companies that are going to be more sustainable and contribute back to the places that they're taking you around. Um, and I'm also going to do a really, really, really simple one, which is I'm going to try and stop using the plastic water bottle that is on my table right now <laughs> and travel with a reusable bottle. Neat. I mean, I think so many airports now, even the terrible Southwest LaGuardia terminal that has <laughs> no restaurants and like two bathroom stalls has, terminal is brutal. It's the worst, <laughs> has like one of those water bottle refill machines mm -hmm, that tells you how that. many bottles of water they've saved. Mm -hmm. um, which I also think is just like, you know, it flips one every time that you put your own bottle underneath and you feel like, oh, that's cute. I we need are. that. That's <laughs> yeah, like the, the little gratification that you need. But yeah, I mean, I think that those are so prevalent now that it makes doing that and traveling with your own water bottles so much easier since you don't have to like go to some janky water fountain and like sit there and try to fit your water bottle underneath after going through security. Yeah, and the changes that you can make to the way you travel can really be quite small um, and doesn't even really feel like much of an inconvenience. You know, another thing that I want to try start doing is using a reset, a reef friendly sunscreen. Yes. Because sunscreens contribute to a lot of the coral bleaching that's been happening in the oceans. And there's a bunch of different brands right now. We actually, another plug, have a roundup <laughs> of reef friendly sunscreen, sunscreens on our website right now. Does anyone at this table use one? I don't know. I don't know. Can I you tell me? I think <laughs> if you don't know, you probably, probably don't. Yeah. But yeah. I, after this past year, I also was like, wait, I can't believe that I just am putting this chemical first on my body. Like, that's already problem number one that's seeping into my skin. And then I'm also getting in the ocean with it. And I complain that it comes off and don't put together that then it's just going in the ocean. And when we were doing those roundups and we kept having like different things around the office, I was thinking about it. And so I was like, I'm not going to buy any more of the sunscreen I have and only going to buy those in the future. But I haven't gone on like a beach trip and i will also say that our roundup of those refriendly sunscreens was actually born out of an angry letters email that we got complaining that we had done a carry-on packing story and had not included a refriendly sunscreen which mm -hmm. i'm really pleased that someone called that out sorry yeah. breaking i use super goop sunscreen which is refriendly wow. i had yes. to look this up wow. it is the best sunscreen also because i have very very <laughs> pale irish skin that burns and does not tan so i need extra love from my sunscreen and knowing that it's a refriendly product just made me so happy See, that you've already thing. fulfilled a resolution. Without <laughs> even meaning to. I'm I over know. here like, if you don't know, you definitely don't. <laughs> um, Megan, what is your resolution for 2019? Okay, well, last year I wanted to be more spontaneous. And I think that it was because before I'd been kind of like hesitant to take trips that I'd really built up in my mind, kind of like you were talking about, Karina, when you have these big trips you want to take, um, I used to kind of just sit on them and be like, oh, it has to be perfect. I'm going to wait till I can plan it that way. So I was trying to counteract that last year, and I still feel like I did it. And also, 
what I should have mentioned earlier is the reason I came up with that resolution was because I saw this crazy flight deal to Martinique and Guadeloupe last year and was like, I want to be the person who just books that. And, you know, it's only it's from Norwegian Air. It's only online for like 24 hours. And I didn't book it last February, but I booked it this week. So <laughs> I'm going in March. <laughs> I wanted to be like, take advantage of those things and have those experiences that I hadn't dreamed about for so long because there's so many places to go. So this year, I think something I learned in that, you know, chaotic you know, a bit of travel I did was people are like the most important thing to me. And I think that in booking trips, you know, 48 hours before you go, the people you love can't always go with you, um, which is fine. Solo travel is amazing. You should do it. But I also was like, okay, maybe this year I actually take the effort to plan things. I plot them out further in advance and I like find a way to go with the people that I really want to share those experiences with. Um, so it doesn't mean I won't do solo travel, but I just want to like be serious about planning. And then I, again, can like definitely mitigate the stress I had last year. And yeah, I can still do like impromptu things like, you know, booking a $160 flight to Martinique five hours after I've heard about it. But I just want to plan more so that I can travel with people I love. So that's my resolution. Mm -hmm. It's, and I'll definitely wear my reef sunscreen. <laughs> Stealing that one. Karina, what is your plan for 2019? Vale and Megan's are good. Um, okay, so guys, I have a big birthday coming up next year, which I am not going to publicly disclose. <laughs> but it's big and insignificant to me. And since I don't want gifts, I want experiences. I'm thinking about the trip I could take. So it's Ooh. coming down to two things. Either safari... <gasps> Or South America, mm. which are very Ooh, different. Very different basically, basically mm -hmm. Karina wants to go to one of two continents. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> so this, this also builds off of previous you know, resolutions of going to a new place, also switching it up a bit. Because I realize that I'm an urban person. I tend to go to new cities, mm. um, getting out and nature which really sounds lame coming from me but you know like <laughs> no it was a real revelation <laughs> like I'm like kind of like getting out of that not that I I love my museums and hitting the pavement but I think kind of pushing myself into new environments is the name of the game so that's where that's where I've not been to either of those things or experienced those places so that's how I've narrowed it down, but I've not made a choice. I'm going to just make the pitch for a safari. You do should it. definitely do that. Okay. Well, uh, okay. And I was going to make the pitch. I know everyone's like, wait, Megan's going to recommend South America. Surprise. But you can also have safari-like experiences in the Amazon or the Pantanal. You can see a lot of amazing wildlife. That's all. Done. I don't know. Do you, want to, see, do you want to see an elephant or not? Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What animals? Ugh. So, well, this is what gets me because our colleague Alex Postman was recently in Rwanda and her Instagram was full of baby gorillas oh. and like my heart grew three okay, sizes. Yeah. She, she, also, she also went to Giraffe Manor, which is like the cutest, craziest, yes. like giraffes poking in on your breakfast, just like hotel resort oh. craziness. It's, it's Instagram famous and I understand why. Like oh, I would, yeah. I would go there in a Merited. heartbeat. Yeah. We've got those new <laughs> flights to Nairobi. Like I just feel like that's where I tend to be leaning. But it, that's a big trip to plan. Like I'm a little intimidated mm -hmm. by doing that. Well, you got yeah, a whole year. You got don't. That's that's a more than two months in advance. <laughs> I know. Like, Wait, when is your birthday? July, but that's oh. not when you want to go to South Africa. I think. That's, that's, I think I'd be winter. looking at like a <laughs> April, May. Probably just yeah. do it in advance of the birthday. Mm. Yeah. You probably got to start planning now then. Yeah. I know, that's the other problem. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the odds stacked against me. I but mean, if you were to go to South America, are there like certain parts of South America that you particularly have your eye on? Or would you do a group of countries or one country? Argentina, Bolivia. I'd like to see oh. the salt mines. Yeah. Um, 
we've talked about a few mm-hmm. places because you brought up a few destinations, Megan. Um, and looking Bolivia at Megan. was one of our best places to go in 2019. Yeah. yeah. Choices. You could go to Chile for the solar eclipse. Oh. oh. When is the solar eclipse? You always know about these things. Space. <laughs> that is my yeah. beat. Little known to our listeners, one of Meredith's beats is, is actually space. <laughs> I love space. And light pollution. Um, yes. That would be unforgettable, though. Could you imagine? Yeah. So the solar eclipse in 2019 is in July, and it oh. passes right over like the Atacama Desert, which is like one oh, one of the best God. places oh to see the stars in general because there's very little light pollution. But it's, it's also, also right near the salt flats of Bolivia. That's true. Hey, also, Wait, jump. it kind of, sort of, but not quite. Like Buenos Aires would be like just, you know, like we saw in New York. You see like a partial eclipse. It's the same sort of thing there. So just like maybe take a peek at the... Ooh path of the sun and see if that sounds like a <laughs> good idea. Symbolic, you know, <laughs> you it's your birthday. Made an itinerary for wow. me. I mean, you're going to go both of the places. So which one this year, which one right, another exactly. big break? Right, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Bridget, what are you up to? Well, I'm definitely grandfathering my continent resolution. <laughs> As I love you it. should. <laughs> But I also want to take my first solo trip. Ooh. Yeah, I've only ever traveled with my parents and my friends. So I'm really just looking to like get out on my own this year, even if it's for like a couple days and just explore and not be like, well, what do you want to do today? What do you want to do today? <laughs> oh, we all have to go to bed by 11. Oh. <laughs> no. Not that there's anything wrong with that. No, no. Disclaimer, I am in bed by 930. But I would Don't also be say fooled. you could go to bed whenever you wanted to, yeah, yeah, even, even if, if it's 930. 930. <laughs> True. Yeah. Uh, are there any places that you're thinking of? Are you thinking just doing like a short trip just as a sort of baby step into solo travel or are you going to throw yourself in the deep end? I don't know. I kind of really want to throw myself off in the deep end. I mean, like I know like Rachel did like Tokyo solo and that seemed pretty cool. I hmm. went to Tokyo solo and yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yes. I also feel like it would be really nice to do like France solo, just like wandering around, like doing Paris, doing the countryside. Reading a lot of books, drinking a lot of wine. Very very romantic, heading down to the French Riviera. Yeah. No one That's judging your cheese consumption. No, no. <laughs> just not that having, actually sounds not having to share the cheese. <laughs> not having to share the wine. Yeah. It's actually I think I'm gonna take mm. that trip. I'm liking yeah. everything I'm hearing. Bridget's gonna return with gout. <laughs> <laughs> and scurvy. Oh my gosh. Amazing. Well you guys have such big resolutions and mine yeah, is Mayor, what's so yours? small. Mine is that I want to journal all of my trips of oh, 2019. That's cool. Because when I was home for Thanksgiving, I was cleaning out my closet and kind of like paring down all the stuff that's been left at my parents' house and found my journals from when I went on a, uh, like my first trip abroad, which was through this company called People to People. And then when I took my big four month long world cruise on Semester at Sea, when I was in college and I, you know, really meticulously like how I was feeling and who I met and like all this different detail. And it's so fun to look back. And they were some of the few things that I kept that were in my closet. And I was thinking I have been on so many trips this year and looking back kind of like what you were doing earlier, Megan, like I can't even remember all the trips that I went on, let alone like the places I went and sure I can poke around in Google maps, but like, there are a lot of pins I didn't go to. <laughs> I'm going to be able to tell the difference. And so I got a new moleskin travel passion journal and it has like sections for three day weekends and then longer sections dedicated to longer trips. And so my goal is to journal all my trips. I am going to New Zealand uh, with my family 
on a big two-week adventure at the beginning of the year. Um, I'm going back to South Africa to see a lovely friend get married. So I'm going to try and just keep track so that at the end of the year, I have more than like my wandering around museum Instagram stories uh, <laughs> to show for it so that future me can look back and actually remember what I was thinking and going through and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great resolution. So that is, that, that is my goal. <laughs> I feel like that's every year I'm just like, just journal a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where I'm just not very good at remembering to do it and mm-hmm. then sitting on like the plane back isn't doesn't have quite the no. like you know romance or actual <laughs> attention to detail <laughs> that I would have if I yeah. did it when I was in it there's also going to be so many things that you write down and remember that you would not have recorded through Instagram like you're so driven by what's Instagrammable mm-hmm. um, and that ends up being a very specific slightly skewed record of a trip Totally. And I think that a lot of times, like when I go and travel, I'll always bring a book. And so I'll sit down at the bar or the restaurant or wherever I am, especially if I'm by myself and read. And that's time that I could be doing the exact same thing, but just writing instead. Lali, everyone else has shared a place that they want to go next year. What oh, yeah. do you have on the horizon? Well, I have two places that I'm desperate to go that, who knows, maybe when I pay off my credit card, I can. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to go to Vietnam. Um, mm-hmm. Going to Japan has only exacerbated my hunger to see more of Asia. Um, we had a bunch of really good stories about Vietnam come out in our Asia issue. The food alone is a massive draw. I'd love to kind of double it up with a trip to Thailand. I just really want to explore that part of the world. Who knows if it will happen, hopefully. And then I really want to go back to Australia. I was there 10 years ago and had a fantastic time, but I was also 20 on a budget, was backpacking, did a bunch of stuff that was so much fun, but also missed out on a lot of things. Um, and my godmother lives out in Sydney, so I would really like half the year. She lives, she lives a very fabulous life and she has a fantastic house just outside of the city. So I want to go there, use that as my base and then go see parts of the country that I didn't see on that previous trip. Amazing. Well, we will end here. This is our last episode of the year. We have now been doing this for just over a year, which is so exciting. We're so grateful for all of you listeners. Megan, we have exciting things happening in 2019. Well, as some of you know, uh, Women Who Travel has, we've been having meetups in different cities every single month. And I guess a month ago or so, we announced our first Women Who Travel trip, which is for all of you. (laughs) Um, Any self-identifying woman who wants to travel can come with us. Um, We planned a trip to Colombia, to Cartagena, Bridget, looking at you. Heyo. And Medellin um, with a female-owned El Camino Travel. And we announced a trip last month, which sold out in 24 hours, which was insane. Um, I still don't believe it. So we just decided to run another one because why not? Uh, So we're going from February 23rd to March 3rd, and we have 15 spots available to book. We just announced it a couple days ago, and I think we already, I think we're almost sold out, so hurry. (laughs) The other exciting thing that's happening in January is that you can, if you live in or near D.C., hear and see Lale and I host a podcast IRL. The details will be in the show notes on how you can see us have the Women Who Travel podcast live. Which also is the first live Women Who Travel podcast. It is. And you'll be able to sit in the audience and watch them do it. I'm just, now no. I'm hype womaning. You but can <laughs> laugh, you can cry, you can throw fruit at us. <laughs> I will bring the fruit, I'm just kidding. Um, no, that's really exciting. We're going to share, like, there will be more details, but 
And we just hit our year anniversary for women who travel for the podcast. So it feels like really like we're coming full circle. And it also is taking place the same weekend as the Women's March. So you can find us January 18th. Yeah, and all the other details will be in the show notes. And where can people find your info, Megan, on the internet? You can find me in the Women Who Travel Facebook group all day, every single day, or on Instagram as Spirelli. And Karina? I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Corina Quinn, one word, one N in the first name and two N's in the last. Ooh. And Bridget? You can find me on Instagram at brhallinan. Lale? And you can find me on Instagram at Hannah. And I'm at Oh Hey There Mayor. We will talk to you all soon. <laughs>